Hi, this is Carl Mecklenburg, former Denver Broncos All-Pro linebacker and defensive captain. You're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome to the Pro Source Podcasters. I'm your co-host, Neil Wallace-Bruce, and I'm joined by... Kobe, Kobe D, Kobe Durand. There we go. And today we're going to get into the draft because it's, it's just around the corner. And who would have thought... Just after the Rams won the Super Bowl that we were talking about the next season, but the NFL is an all-year-round event. They pretty much have every day of the week. There's no off-season. There is in-season, and then there is almost in-season. So that's where <laughs> we're at. The draft is coming up, and we're going to get into some picks, aren't we? Yeah, um, we really wanted to do this episode because this has got to be one of the weirdest draft years I think I'll ever experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe ever. There are a number of things about this draft that are kind of unique that you're not going to see too often. Maybe never, really, when it comes right down to it. We've got, I don't know how many different teams have multiple picks in the first round. It's ridiculous. There's so many multiple pick teams in the first round. And we have a consensus kind of number one pick by most analysts' choice. Mm -hmm. I agree with them, Mm -hmm. actually. Uh, Do you agree? Yeah, I think it's a, a safe choice. Okay, and that's Aiden Hutchinson, which again isn't the most, I don't know, like spectacular mm-hmm. pick. So there's talk about Jacksonville maybe trading out of the first right. first position, but I don't think that's possible. What do you think? No, I think that would be unwise. I mean, unless Jacksonville do something really bad this season, they're not going to pick first again for a couple of seasons. So when you get someone like Aiden Hutchinson, I think you have to take him because they do this. They have Josh Allen on the other side of the edge, but if you can have Hutchinson and Allen, that sets you up for a long time. I wouldn't take the risk. Sure, you might look at a lineman to protect Trevor Lawrence. I would still prefer Hutchinson over Kayvon Thibodeau. I think if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you've already spent all this money on your free agents, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. but if you have the first round pick, you better have a very good offer to come in to move out of there. And that's the thing, too. I, I don't think it's possible because I don't think there is a player with enough hype behind them, including Aiden Hutchinson, for another team to want to give up capital to get that first spot. Mm-hmm. This isn't last year where you've got Trevor Lawrence on the block, mm-hmm. right? A few years back when you had like an Andrew Luck available to you. This is a draft class that doesn't have a superstar standout mm. and why would you give up capital to move into the number one spot to get just another another player when it when it comes right down to it so i think jacksonville stuck there and i think that makes aiden hutchinson a almost guaranteed pick by them but let's look at why there are so many teams that have multiple picks in the first round and so many teams that don't have a pick at all this particular year and it goes to the lack of one particular skill position what's that I mean, it's it's pass 
it's the passing game. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> That's it's, right. There's a big shortage in the passing game. There's no there's no quarterbacks available that that are pro ready, and then they're going to make a difference in year one. There there are guys who could make a difference in two or three years. There are guys who could be projects, but there is no one in of the ilk of Trevor Lawrence, like you mentioned. There is no one of the like Patrick Mahomes. There's no one worth shelling out multiple picks to get as a passer. That's why we're seeing teams make moves to trade for Russell Wilson and making moves to trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Teams just out of the hop grab a Carson Wentz, which you don't think would be a, a big deal, but it wasn't like Washington wasted any time signing him. They said, we need to get someone now. Let's get him while we can. This year, the quarterback position is so weak, at least seemingly weak, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to disrespect these players. You never know. They can come out of nowhere and just impress. But for the most part, people are rating these particular quarterbacks behind the entire quarterback class from last year. Mm-hmm. So... No one's in any rush to get them. They will be a few picked in the first round. I think we talked about it. We're guessing maybe three or four will go in the first round. Yep. I would lean toward three, to be honest, when it comes right down to it. <laughs> but it's because of that that teams have just thrown away their draft capital to land an established quarterback now. And it's why we've seen players like Russell Wilson, whom you would imagine five years ago, there's no way a player of that caliber ever gets traded. That's right. They leave teams, mm-hmm. you know, their contracts run out and they're at the end of their career and yep. somebody snatches them up. They get significantly injured and some other team decides we'll take a shot. But none of this, I'm in my prime, a team will trade me. <laughs> and it's only happening because of how bad the quarterback class is perceived to be this particular year. And even next year, there are a couple of quarterbacks being talked about, but nothing really stands out at this particular point. So that's why this is taking place. And that's why this draft is so different. So different. And these teams that have multiple picks in the first round really have options. Mm -hmm. And the first of which is, do you think you can do enough to improve your team right now Mm -hmm. with the picks that you have? But if you don't think you can, You've got a lot of room to move back. That's right. And I expect that to happen a few times. Absolutely. It, it, it almost makes sense. I mean, you look at a team like Philadelphia, they have a pick in the middle of the first round, and they have a pick, two or three picks after that. Mm-hmm. There's no justifiable reason to stay with those two picks. You, you almost have to move one of them on. Yeah. There's, yeah, the, the talent pool and where Philadelphia are at, it, it almost suggests that they move back with one of those picks. You also got to look at the budget too, mm-hmm. right? So what people forget sometimes when it comes to the draft is that depending on your draft position, it determines your pay to a certain degree, right? There's positional and draft position pay. So the, the earlier you're drafted, the more you're going to get paid with your first contract. And if you're a team that has a couple of picks in the first round, even though you're paying you know rookie price – you still got to factor that in down the line. How much are these players going to cost you to keep? Especially when you consider the first round draft picks, they have a fifth-year option built into their contract, a team option. Right. So a team like Cincinnati, they drafted Joe Burrow one year, and then they drafted Jamar Chase the year after. So they can extend those guys one year after the other. If you have multiple picks in the first round, you have to start thinking about how you're going to extend them are you going to keep all these guys together? It gets a little bit complicated. Yeah, it gets far more complicated. So 
teams do it. They do make multiple picks in the first round, but it's it's less likely to happen in most cases. Mm-hmm. So that's something you got to look at as well. And there are a number of teams that are they're Super Bowl relevant, mm. but they're lacking something. Okay, and one of those teams kind of made a move already, and that's the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints went ahead and traded picks basically. Mm-hmm. To get two picks in the first round, and I think they may actually use both picks. Interesting. Okay, because they're not that far off. Honestly, they're not that far off from being a Super Bowl contender. And you're talking about a division which only has one real rival, and a conference which has gotten weaker as a result of all these quarterbacks moving around. So New Orleans has a small window of opportunity here to really make a move. And I think getting that additional pick, I expect them to make two picks in the first round. I expect one of them to be a wide receiver. And the other one is up in the air. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I, you need somebody opposite Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas coming back. So I'll, I'll, I'll meet you along the way when it comes to the Saints, because one of the things the Saints were very shrewd, and it wasn't really talked about much, is they made a very big signing at quarterback this offseason, and they brought back Jameis Winston. Now you say, mm-hmm. oh, he's already on the team. What do you mean? But he was a free agent, and they could have taken a risk in this draft with the first-round picks you mentioned. But they said, nope, we're going to go with the guy that we know. And, like you said, this talent pool is not really up to the levels that we've seen in past years. So they went with the safety of a quarterback they know. He has good rapport with Marquez Callaway. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas ideally will be back from his injury. We'll see. But it is a new coaching staff. Now... I would watch this space when it comes to New Orleans because in the lead up to the draft, those picks could be used in a trade. And that trade could be with a team like San Francisco. Because New Orleans now has enough cap space to pay the likes of Debo Sammy who wants to leave San Francisco uh, to get a bigger contract. Yeah, essentially it's achieving the same the same effect of making themselves a contender, but going about it a different way, mm-hmm. using the picks to get an established player. Right. That's a possibility too. And that's something we may as well go into now, which is a possibility of, there, of you seeing a lot of players getting moved during the draft or just after the draft, but especially quarterbacks, because there's a few kind of hanging around that haven't found homes yet mm-hmm. that don't fit where they're currently at, who at any moment could either be cut or traded, but most of these teams would prefer to trade them. And again, I, let's go back to your team. Let's go back to the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, despite you know his faults, is significantly better than a lot of start, starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yep. he's He's been to the Super Bowl in his own right as a starter. He's won two Super Bowls as a backup with the Patriots. He, he has that pedigree. When he's healthy, he does get teams to the postseason. It's just... In the clutch, he sometimes falls short, particularly in third, fourth quarter. Now, then the 49ers have been asking for a second rounder, based on what you read. So the question is, who's going to pay up and when? Because when week one of the 2022 season comes around, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be in the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, no way. No way. It's not going to happen. And if you're looking at, you know, when does he become most valuable uh, in this year's draft class, your tier one quarterbacks are Pickett and Willis. Mm. They'll be the first two to go. Practically guarantee it. And I think after they go, you got to start deciding, should we trade for one of these, you know, current backup 
quarterbacks mm. or unhappy quarterbacks? Or do we grab one of these next tier of quarterback, which may never even play a meaningful snap in the NFL? Yeah. Do you go with someone who's proven or do you take a fly or a risk on someone who's coming up through the ranks out of college? That's what the question the GMs have to ask when they're on the clock. Now, Jimmy G, there's, there's a couple of teams that could take Jimmy G. I mean, they're not going to trade within the division to Seattle. They're off the table. That's right. But there are other teams. There's both New York teams. I think they're, they're in play. Mm-hmm. I think we have to look at a team like, I mean, there's, there's a couple of teams out there in the league. Arizona, I still don't, still not sure if Calamari's around. But again, they're not going to trade within the division with Arizona. That's off the table. Carolina. Carolina is another team we're going to look at. Do we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers? Do you think they're happy with Trubisky? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I guess Trubisky is the, the guy for the next year or two. Yeah. You got to really look at it. What's the role going to be? And does it step on any toes? Because I would even consider Cleveland as a potential landing spot. But, because how many games is Deshaun Watson going to play next season? Who I mean, knows? Yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why they signed Jacoby Brissett for a one-year deal in in anticipation of some, some time missed. But we'll see how the league addresses that. It may not be time missed in 2022. Maybe we'll let these civil cases play out and we'll suspend him in 2023. That's right. It could roll through the next so following season. I think that's important for NFT purposes. But Atlanta. I think Atlanta's another team to look at. Yes. Matt Ryan's out of the picture because they don't have anyone. <laughs> no, they don't have a quarterback, man. No. So. Let's, let's be honest. I couldn't tell you who their quarterback is. No. <laughs> so we don't know. Right? So, and then Baker Mayfield, we mentioned him. Baker Mayfield is going to be in, in play as well, right? Cleveland would gladly move on from Baker Mayfield at this point. It's just finding an equitable partner at the right price. They don't want to just cut him and get nothing, mm. right? So, there, there's a possibility there. So, these are things that can happen during this year's draft. I think this year's draft it's going to be more interesting to see what happens behind the scenes than it is to see who actually gets drafted when it comes right down. To Absolutely. It. I mean, that's <laughs> one thing that has happened in free agency that has influenced the draft is contracts. Now, Christian Kirk, his agent was very smart. He got out ahead of it, and he was a, he made sure his client was the first wide receiver to get paid. paid. Set the market. Set the market. Jacksonville, some will say overpaid, probably did. They probably overpaid this guy. But that started the domino effect because the salary cap's gone back up now after COVID, after the COVID interrupted seasons. So then we had Devontae Adams said, oh, well, I want Christian Kirk money. So he gets traded from Green Bay to Vegas. And then Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I want Christian Kirk money. <laughs> so he gets traded to Miami. Devo Samuel comes up. AJ Brown and all these other guys. It's not out of the realms that we see a couple of these guys move during the draft. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. It's just the way it is. And I'd say people are knocking Jacksonville for paying what they did for Christian Kirk. I don't disagree with what they did. I actually think it was a smart move, to tell you the truth. Jacksonville has so much cap space, mm. so much room available. What they essentially did was s- squeeze the last dime out of their competitors. That's fair. That's, okay? that's a very good point. They could afford to overpay Christian Kirk and not really care about it at this particular point. But there are other teams out there that would like to pay for like a Debo Samuel that now can't afford to pay for a Debo Samuel. So that essentially they're kind of playing a 
a market cap game with the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. And I've got nothing against that. I think they could have gone for a better wide receiver to begin with. That's the only, that's the only thing I make, but whatever you, Christian Kirk's your guy, fine and dandy. Let's see, let's see how he does with Trevor Lawrence as his new target. Right. So you had mentioned NFTs. And of course we talk a lot of NFTs on the channel. I've been talking NFTs every single week. Let's look at, if there's any rookies in this particular draft class that maybe you should be going after when they get minted next season, any standouts for you? From the 2022 rookie draft class? Yes. I would say Brees Hall. Now, <laughs> That's the first one I was going to say. I, as, as if you're a longtime follower of the channel or the Cove Life <laughs> channel, you know that we've talked about how running back is not what it used to be in terms of draft capital. So, you may not see a running back in the first round this year. Brees Hall might be in the late 20s. He might be a day two pick. It's not a reflection on him. It's just a reflection of how front offices view the position in the league. Brees Hall's a player, though. That's a different story. Stud. He's, he's a stud. He is going to be great. He would. He's probably going to be what we wanted Saquon Barkley to be. Maybe yeah, I agree then, with and you. And then some. I agree with you. Hey, who'd you pick last year? Last year would have been oh Javante Williams. Javante Williams. That was knees pick last year, and Javante Williams. He proved you right. Was, he is legit. That's right. Right and now he gets an offense, like he gets a full offense. Before he had a piecemeal offense, and now he yeah. gets the full offense to work with with Russ Wilson and guys getting things going. And I am one hundred percent on board with you when it comes to Brees Hall. This guy's legit. Mm-hmm. Wherever he ends up, I hope they make him the, the number one mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. <clears throat> and again, another reason why I like running backs as far as rookies go is because they can fit into offenses relatively quick, mm-hmm. right? There isn't this, you know, acclimation time it takes with some wide receivers depending on the routes they're going to have to run or quarterbacks when they're learning entirely new systems mm-hmm. or tight ends who they decided we need to work on is blocking first. Mm-hmm. Running backs generally – if they're picked early enough and get themselves as a RB1 or RB2 on the roster, they're going to see play immediately and they're going to have an immediate effect. So a rookie running back like a Brees Hall, 100%. is someone you should go after. This is a great draft for pass rushers. Okay, so there's a number of pass rushers in this draft that are going to be probably worthwhile getting at the right price when they're being minted. Mm-hmm. Because again, pass rusher is a position that – You'll know right away if they're good or not. Absolutely. And <laughs> right? There's very few that figure it out <laughs> a couple years down the line. Yeah. Pass rushers come in, they either have the physical ability and skill or they don't. Obviously, you can't teach pressure. That's instinctive. And the guys that are good at generating pressure, they generate plays, and that translates to the box score. And that's yeah. what you want to see in, in the old day series, right? That's right. And, and any standout tight ends for you? In this class, no. There is, with pass catches though, I like Chris Olave. I know I know there's a couple of other guys at wide receiver that, that are being talked about, but I personally like Chris Olave. I mm-hmm. hope he gets a good spot. Okay, and if, if you want to know my opinion on wide receivers, watch the previous video on our channel. I talk a little bit about how wide receivers, you don't need them to be successful right off the bat. Mm. Sometimes it takes a year or two for them to really figure out the system or get in sync with their quarterbacks, and that's when you're going to see the real results. So rookie wide receivers, I'm always on. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, any of them that get drafted early that find themselves in the in the regular rotation, you know, they're seeing a lot of snaps. One hundred percent, I'm okay with drafting with drafting those guys as well, or picking up those guys as far as NFT rookies go. Nice. Now, what are your thoughts on someone like Trayvon Walker? What, how do you think he's going to go? So that's a, that's another one of those positions where you know right away, yeah. right? You know it right away. I, either they click and they've got it. Yeah. Or they're lost for a while, but they you can it can work out eventually. Yeah. I just think it's, it's in those situations you might want to watch what they do for a while first. Yeah. I don't know how NFL All Day is going to approach this next season of moments. Right, we we've never had it you know live where it began with the beginning of the season. Yeah. So I don't know how quickly they'll start releasing moments you know for this particular NFL season. By the time the season begins, you're going to have all of last year's players represented, probably. But when it comes to this year's rookies, I don't know how quickly they intend on minting them. Mm. So they may not be a factor until maybe halfway through the season. Right. And if that's the case, you'll know. By that time, you'll know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think to recap, Reese Hall, he's a standout running back for me. I don't mind Isaiah Spiller. Cook's Cook's brother or cousin or James, whatever it is. James Cook's all right. Uh, I think he could be a nice satellite back, but he, he's depends on where he lands, you know? I think he's a complimentary back. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's like a third guy. He's a handy in certain situations, but he's not Brees Hall. No, no, he's not Brees <laughs> Hall. Brees Hall's going to be money, man. Brees Hall's going to be money. Brees Hall's draftable, okay? If you play fantasy, Brees Hall's a draft target. Oh, yeah. In Dynasty <laughs> right. and in Redraft, definitely look at Brees Hall in, in those early picks. And quarterback, we talked about it. Quarterback is not as exciting as it has in previous years. But the defensive side, if all day goes really hard on the defensive side of things with its challenges, I like the idea of Hutchinson and Thibodeau. These are guys that will get to the quarterback. They'll, they'll be on the field because... The teams dropped them high. They didn't drop them high to sit on the bench. That's right. They'll get playing time. Mm-hmm. They're talking about top five picks here. Right. So immediately they're going to find their way into the into the lineup and they're going to be making plays. Exactly right. All right. So I, I like both of those as well. I agree with you there. Uh, which team do you think may steal this draft? I mean, some teams are always better than others when it comes to these things. In, Indianapolis always have a history of getting some nice picks, but... They went ahead and traded for Matt Ryan, so they're almost ready to win a Super Bowl, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. They just picked up Stephon Gilmore as well. Yeah. Man, they're solid. That team is solid. So, I don't know what, what more they need to do in the draft, but they're one to watch. I like Chris Ballard's way of doing things. I think, I mean, a team like Tampa Bay, as much as it annoys me to see them do well, <laughs> I think Jason, Jason Licht, he, he has a pretty good eye in the draft room, so I like to see what he does and... Yeah, he, he could pick up one or two gems that we may not know about. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what the Jets do this year. Mm-hmm. They've got two very early picks. I imagine they're going to move back with at least one. Yeah. But I think they have an opportunity to really put some pieces together, kind of help that team out a little bit. Mm. So I'm interested in seeing what the Jets do. But I also believe that the the Cleveland Browns are in kind of a unique place to really make a move this year. Mm. Right, last year they were sort of forgotten. Right, that was a throwaway year. That was a bad year for Cleveland in comparison to what they should have done. Mm. And they've made some pretty good picks recently, like JOK. Nice pick, awesome. That guy is legit, man. That was that was a great pick, right? So mm. 
I expect them to come out of something to come out with something from this draft that really helps that team. And then we just got to see how the Deshaun Watson situation plays out. But Cleveland could be a sneaky good team next year without people really factoring them in right now because of what happened last year and because of the who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. I'll also throw in staying in that division. I'm going to throw in Baltimore. I think that's a team that was almost there, but <laughs> and then they they got injured. They got a lot of injuries. <laughs> a lot of injuries. So that's an understatement. That's a team that I would watch his space on. They want Lamar Jackson's probably looking for an extension. J.K. Dobbins is coming. J.K. Dobbins, that, that's a good NFT. He's back. That's a very good NFT if I can get him. Um, but that team is young, but on the come up still. But people forgot about them because of what happened last year. Yeah, the team that played last year wasn't the same team. Mm-hmm. It was a different team. Mm-hmm. You're going to see them play this year if they're healthy. You're going to be like, wow, what, what's going on here? Who, who are these guys? <laughs> because, right. because there were so many substituted players last year. They didn't really have a chance. And they still they still put together a pretty good season when it came right down to it. Basically playing with bench players. Yeah. So that's another sneaky good good uh, good team. And I'm I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan, man. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a believer. All right. So that's the good. Who's going to stuff it up this draft? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll throw one in there because no, no, <laughs> I got one. Because so every te- every team that does well, there's there's always a team yeah, that there's just some, completely shits the bed. They get hosed. <laughs> they just make bad decisions. Philadelphia used to do that. I feel like they're turning the corner, but they still love to reach on a wide receiver or three. Las Vegas, they've moved on Mike Mayock. They seem to be turning it around. But who who's going to be the this year's iteration of those kind of teams? The Giants. <laughs> the Giants have two picks. They're relatively early, and I don't think that they have given me no indication that they have any idea what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they know what they're doing there. I don't think they have a real plan as to what to do with that team. Uh, you know, they brought in Galladay, and that didn't achieve anything. No. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're now wondering what they're going to do with Saquon. Yeah, and he is still technically the best player on that team. Is Daniel Jones really Danny Dimes, or was that like a misnomer? It's a misnomer. It's like Danny Nichols. Like, like, Danny, I don't, I don't Danny know, Pennies. man. <laughs> Danny Pennies. I don't know. So they got that issue to deal with as well. There's so much wrong with that franchise right now. Right. I just can't imagine them doing anything right. I think whatever they do, it's either going to be misplaced or a waste. So that's funny you mention it. If, if I'm the Giants and I want to do it right, I get rid of those picks. Here's what I do. Because they need a quarterback. You said Daniel Jones is not the answer. No. Saquon Barkley, can you get trade value for him? That's not here nor there. Debo Sammy wants to get paid. Send him to New York. Not the Jets. Send him to the Giants. You send him across for a first-round pick. You send him and Jimmy G, by the way, across for a first-round pick. Kadarius Tony, who was the previous GM, Dave Gettleman's That's pick. his pick, yeah. So it seems like the Giants don't want him. And James Bradbury, the cornerback, because you know the Niners need defensive back help. Yeah, I, that's an equitable trade. That's a trade that works both sides, mm-hmm. right? And it gives the Giants a new identity, <laughs> right, which is important. Mm-hmm. And it gives the 49ers, which, don't kid yourself, they can be a very competitive team this year. They can be a very competitive team. It gives them the pieces they require. And again, if you watch my previous video, you'll know that 
as much as I love Debo Samuel, I don't think this, the 49ers actually need him to be competitive. As long as they've got a healthy George Kittle, it will be a competitive team regardless of who they put around him. And I actually love Brandon Ayuk. I'm a big fan of Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that would really, that would work, man. That's, that's, they should be proposing that right now. They should be on <laughs> right? the phone because I, I, someone said online to me the other day, why is not very smart getting rid of your best playmaker? Well, one, George Kittle's not going anywhere. But two, <laughs> if Debo doesn't want to play for your team. How big of a playmaker is he going to be? Not just that, but <laughs> if he doesn't want to play, if he's, if he's sick of doing end arounds, fine, let him go. Because if you let him, the longer you let him sit on the roster, the worse it's going to be for the team, especially for a young quarterback like Trey Lance. Yeah. Then if you are, you have Ayuk, you have Kittle, get someone else in. Yeah, Tony's a big target. Mm-hmm. He's a big target. It's a completely different player than Debo Samuel, but it doesn't matter. You just build the offense to work the system, right? And I, I just think, it, I, to me, that makes total sense. Complete sense. And I would probably make probably make Jimmy G happy, too. Right. He gets the big market because he's doing subway commercials in the U.S. He can do more commercials as a starting quarterback. Because, let's face it, if he's a backup, he's not doing subway commercials anymore. He's not doing anything. Right? So, he gets that big, big lights and all that attention. And he can potentially get that team... And they're in the NFC East, by the way. So that team it's got a chance. Win, it can potentially win a division. Yeah, and you're going into a situation that it's it's not like you got to achieve much to to surpass the the previous regime. No, <laughs> right? five games and you're good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you don't even have to have a winning season, and you can still be a step up from the previous regime. So it's a great position for a quarterback to step into. Absolutely. To meet you in the front <laughs> office. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so let us know what you think. Let us know if there's any particular teams that you think might have a real boost during this draft. Are there any locations that you think some of these random quarterbacks may end up? And if you haven't done it yet, definitely visit our website. We've got a ridiculous amount of information covering pretty much every single sport there. And do yourself a solid. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page. There's a place where you can sign up to be a PSP Insider. It's absolutely free where we send you additional information that we don't share with just everybody. If we've got a hot tip, you're the one that's going to get it. It doesn't end up on YouTube. It doesn't end up on our blog. It doesn't end up on Instagram or Twitter or any of those social medias. It goes directly to your inbox so that you and the few people that are dedicated fans of our, our particular channel get it. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in to our 2022 NFL Draft Preview. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com because on the website you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our Insider Tips, Sponsor Giveaways, and Insider Newsletter. So do not miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience where no sport is left behind.